Hello, welcome back to the What If podcast by Shamaria. Today I have my girl Brie with me. <laughs> I am so excited. I just feel like this is something that I have never spoken about on the podcast. It's something that I'm eager to talk about. I'm excited to talk about. So today we are going to being young safe and pure listen this is a lot it's a (laughs) lot for me I have been studying I've been reading I've been thinking I've been having some conversations with some young people and I just it's a lot Bree I just I want to kick it off with just asking you what does purity mean to you Well, I think this is going to be a good a good topic, and yeah. just uh, a disclaimer: I like to keep it real. <laughs> and if Shamaria doesn't know anything about me, she know I would keep it real. As much yes, because I, I really don't like to fake it for anyone. Because this is a good good topic, and one that I feel that we should be talking about. So I'm ready. I'm gonna be transparent. I hope you guys are ready for some truth because I'm gonna be laying it on the table. Today. Come on. <laughs> But with your question, what does purity mean to me? And I had to really think about it from a twofold perspective. I I can get kind of deep. I can stay surface. But for me to define it simply, purity is no way. (laughs) No way I can define it simply. (laughs) Well, well, I think of it just like it's just to be clean. Now, how that looks in your life in different areas of your life can obviously differ across the board you know cleaning your physical life cleaning your spiritual life all these different things like I even think about are you pure in your intentions not just with relationships but just with people overall just with your life are you pure in your conversation are you pure in your thoughts your habits your daily doings and I mean if you want me to go even deeper like it's really it's being clean or pure in the eyes of our creator God it's right. not what we think is pure, but, you know, even in the Bible, it talks about there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end there oh is death. And so we also have to remember God's word when it tells us also that our heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. So let's Come be on. real. So there are some things that we think are pure, and as believers, and even as non-believers, but we've allowed the world to tell us what's clean and what's not, what's good and what's not. But as a believer, we're supposed to base our lives off of what God's word. So that's clearly what purity means to me. Just, just being I clean. Love <laughs> I love that you said that your heart, um, how the word talks about how we can't trust our heart. People always say, follow your heart, follow your heart, follow no. your heart. No. Your heart is deceitfully <laughs> wicked. Exactly. You cannot follow your heart. And I feel like when it comes to this purity thing, we let our heart get us into situations where we end up impure. And I love that you pointed out that purity, um, it's not just always a sexual thing. Like you said, you can be impure in your intentions. You can be impure in your motives. Um, But I feel like I definitely want to make the point, because this is something that I've learned. A lot of people tie virginity to purity. Mm, And you can be... Yeah, you can be a virgin and not be pure. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> you can be a virgin and not be pure. Um, I feel like it kind of starts in your mind. Um, are your thoughts pure? Right. Are your conversations 
pure. My God. <laughs> because listen, and sometimes, Bree, you can tell me if this has ever happened to you. It probably has. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love talking to Bree, y'all. Like, y'all don't understand. But um, I was listening to another podcast that one of my friends sent me. And he was talking about how sometimes Christians try to make their impure conversation sound spiritual. Mm. Like they'll be like, Oh, I can't wait till I get married to you. Like I'm a, you know, I just want to do this. I want to do that. I like, I just can't wait till we just make that commitment to God. Then we can do this. We can do that. You know how they low key be trying to make it sound <laughs> spiritual. Exactly. Mm-mm. It's still impure. It's still impure. Y'all y'all have to be, that's why you got to watch and pray because okay both it didn't say one or the other both listen when he said i was like wow that has literally happened to me like they will low-key try to make it sound spiritual and it's still impure but um i i can talk a little bit about what purity means to me um like you said i just you know wasn't Real, like definitely wasn't pure like six years ago like <laughs> listen six years ago if you call me out here in these streets listen I'm gonna just go ahead and be honest and be transparent haven't always been pure you know just hasn't always been a thing for me but um definitely grateful for God cleansing me and watching me and even though um you know these past couple of years I haven't you know been engaging in any sexual activity haven't been doing any of that haven't been just, you know, doing those things that I was doing, but I still felt like I was not pure. And it went back to what you said, Brie. I want to be pure in my intentions. I want to be pure in my motives. I want to be like, I want everything about me to be pure. So what I did was I start thinking about God and I start thinking about the scripture that says, be ye holy for I am holy. Mm -hmm. And I start thinking about how pure God was. And I had this longing and this desire to have a pure and holy encounter with God in his presence. Like I was just talking to God and I was like, I just, this is what I want. This is my desire. I'm putting it on the table. I want a holy encounter with you. Like I want to feel like I'm at the throne. I want it to be pure. And I kept envisioning myself um, in like all white, like just white. Everything was white. Everything was white. And this desire was so strong. And I was talking to my friend Gia. And just after I prayed that, weeks later, God started impressing upon me um, this idea of purity. He started revealing scriptures to me. He started just dealing with me about being pure all around, not just sexually, but being a pure person in general. And I realized that in order to for me to have the pure and holy encounter that I want in God's presence, he first has to make me pure and holy. I don't even want to go into his presence (laughs) stank, like just jacked up. Come on. Make me pure, make me holy, and then allow me to have the encounter. Still won't Mm -hmm. ever be worthy, but But I can have the encounter. Clean me up, wash me, so I can have the encounter. That's good. And I just, I that's what pushed me to have this episode was that moment that I had with God. I just wanted to get on here and talk about it and, you know, really talk about this. As young people, there's a lot of people who are out here. Now, Bree, 
I'ma just go ahead put it out there. Put it out there, please. Plaster it on the wall. If you are having sex outside of the context of marriage, it is fornication. It is a sin. Period. I have had um a lot of people say, well, you know, it's not a sin. You know, it's not, it's not, it's not. Bree, do you have people telling you that? <laughs> I, I don't have people necessarily saying that because they know what I'm gonna hit them with with the <laughs> scripture, but they they I have people trying to justify it. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like they find loopholes for it, right? And it's like at the end of the day, whether you want to call it sex, whether you want to call it oral, let's let's be real. If you want to call be it real. oral, if you want to call it anal, if you want to call it fornication, it's the same thing. It's all under the same umbrella. And God sees it the same way as sexual impurity. Listen, you you own to something. I wanted to give the definitions while we're talking about this um term sexually sexual immorality. I want to break down every word within that term. Mm -hmm. So sexual, the definition of the word sexual is relating to the instincts, psychological processes and activities connected with physical attraction or intimate physical contact between individuals. Now, let's remember that this definition says this could be your psychological processes. Your psychological processes can be considered as sexual. It's not always <laughs> that, let's keep it real, it's not always that you're, you didn't got to the point of for, like actually penetration. Right. But you can be sexually impure in your psychological processes. The definition of immorality, simply put, is wickedness. The definition of wickedness is disregard for justice, righteousness, truth, honor, and virtue in full sin. It's right. And it all starts in your psychological process. Wow. So if it all starts in your psychological process, Brie, I want to ask you this question. Why is it so important that we monitor what we listen to, what we watch, who oh. we entertain? Because if it starts in our mind, if it starts in our thoughts, why is that so important? Uh, good, that's a good question. I always mm -hmm. think, well, I'm not going to say always, but I think now that you said that, I think of the scripture that says, as a man thinketh, so is he. My God. Um, and so we we really have to stop thinking that <laughs> the things we do are not connected to our thoughts and our brain like that that's just that's basic anatomy and physiology like like everything is intertwined and connected that's how god made us and so when we are feeding ourselves or watching or entertaining or listening or what at reading even come on harlequin come on reading. Um, it doesn't matter what what you're doing if you're putting that into your mind you be, your mind begins to can begin to frame a certain world in your own head. Yes. And it's it's so important that when what you're feeding yourself is pure. If you want to have right. a pure mind, then you've got to feed yourself pure stuff. Uh, we know all the foolishness, all the craziness is going on in our world today uh, around purity per se, and not just saying uh, sexual, but all things pure your thoughts, you know, your, your daily lives, your relationships, your connections, everything. It's so much going on now because it's so much that we have access to. And it's like, 
we're we're in a digital age and so everything we we can ever get is literally at, at our fingertips literally at our fingertips like if we want to see something hear something read something literally within a couple of clicks and type whatever we can have it yeah but and so it's so important i know for me um i i really i realize the importance of feeding myself per se you know healthy things pure things because if the things that were in me started to come out and so it was like it was scary because it was like oh well yeah. I haven't listened to that in a long time but why is that song still in my yeah. head oh I haven't read that type of book in a long time but why am I still thinking on those storylines right why am I still I haven't watched that in a long time so why am I try, still trying to to do that or that way or whatever the case right. is so it's like we have to really ensure that we're feeding ourselves and our minds the right thing because whatever you feed your mind is going to come out of you and it's going to become who you are. Come on, Bree. Come on, Bree. Um, sometimes I, you know, I was asking some young people, what are some like questions or some opinions that you have about this topic? And um, one of my friends asked me, she said, why? Why should I be pure? And she was saying how people would always just say, don't have sex. It's bad. Don't do this. It's bad. But they would never explain why, you yeah, know, they would just say, don't do it. Don't do it. And I didn't have the answer for her in that moment because I, I wanted to give a sound, a sound answer. And so as I have been thinking about it, for me personally, in my opinion, what made me want to be pure is simply the scripture. Be holy for I am holy. Mm -hmm. That was enough. That was the reason for me. God said, do it because I am that. And <laughs> we should be striving to be more like Christ and more like God. And I got tired of just wanting bits and pieces of God. Right. Like, God, I want you to show up for me in, in, in my life in this area, but I don't want to talk to you about this area. Mm -hmm. I trust you in this area, but we just not going to talk about this area. If I want to completely experience God as who he is, holy and fully, then I have to be holy simply because I am. he is holy. <laughs> That's good. That's, that's, that's it good. that's <laughs> it for me that's it so um would you have like what would you say to someone who's trying to gain the desire to be pure um so honestly for me I think it really comes down with having a true relationship with Christ kind of like what you were saying yeah um because for me but before I really made the decision to strive every day to please God before that when I was just living and doing as I please you know enjoying my life per se you know what they what they call it having living my best life you living know? your best life <laughs> yeah before I, when I was doing all of that yeah I had a desire to do things right per se but not necessarily pure yeah. um but when I made that decision to turn my life in a different direction because not just because of the way I seen God bless other people but because I realized, for one, that is that is who created me. Mm -hmm. Why would I, how dare I <laughs> try to live a life opposite of what he intended for me to live? Wow. And he spent all this time and this detail. And that's really what got me. It was like, God, there are so many details about so me. So many. So many things about me that are just so intricately put inside of me that mm -hmm. is like no one else 
you spent all that time and that was just for me. And mm-hmm. you mean to tell me there are billions of people on this planet. Wow. And you did that for every single person. It's and, the detail for it's me. It's the details. And it's like, how dare I? Like, seriously, how dare I try to do that? Because let's let's think of it for instance. Think of it from a natural perspective of us. When we have kids, you know, we, we somewhat, we would want for them to go a certain way in life, do certain things and all this. Right. And if they did the exact opposite, how dare they? Like, that's what your thoughts are. How dare they? I've given right. them everything that they've needed. I've provided for them. I've fed them. I take care of them. I do all these things. And it's like, we, we do that in our natural lives. We don't ever think about that in our spiritual lives. And wow. so when I did make that decision, my eyes were really open to a new way of living. Cause it's like, okay, now I know I'm not just here to live life, work and die. But right. I have a greater purpose to serve. And with growing to know God, that just simply became my desire. When you yeah. grow in God and, and continue to read his word. And I mean, it goes back to what you said. When you read that word, it kind of slaps you in the face like, oh. <laughs> like, legit. So just because you, you holy, you want me to be holy. Okay. And that's it. All Period. right, God. But it's like, if you don't have that relationship. You don't, you don't take his word for anything. Like, you don't really right. care what he got to say about you. But it's like, now that I know who he is to me and what he wants from me, it's easy for, it it simply became a desire. And Mm -hmm. he wants me to be pure because that's what he intended for me to be from the beginning. It's like, it's just that, that that was his intention. He didn't, he didn't want me to be on this earth in, in, in sexual impurity, immorality, like just, just doing things willy nilly. That's not how he, how he wanted it. Now, granted, yes, he gives us free choice, but his intentions, him being God, him being holy, his intentions of even creating us were pure. Wow. So it's like, how dare I try to do anything opposite of what your intentions, my manufacturer, my creator, the one that literally shaped me and molded me. Built me. Yes. How dare I I go against what you wanted for me. How dare I? How dare I? Wow. (laughs) I love what you said about building relationship with him. Because if you don't have a relationship with God, if you don't know him, then you won't, you won't have the desire. You know what I'm saying? Like that comes in. um, My bishop did a series, which also breeded this whole episode. I don't even think he know it. But (laughs) when he was doing that series, I started thinking about this. But the series was called Reviving the Standard of Holiness. And one thing he said during that series was that God makes us holy. Mm. And then we simply just walk it out. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He has to make us holy. Yeah. And then we just walk it out. I breathe. This is this is it goes so deep it's so much that's so good though that's so good he makes us holy because you think about it you know the scripture talks about how in this flesh dwelleth no good nothing be holy just being who we are can't take an outside force it takes an external power it takes god to make us holy and empower us to be holy to walk holy so we can simply just walk it out like you said. That's good. That's good. I love it. I this is this is just so good. I want to um throw some scriptures in here. So I'm just gonna stop right here and read this scripture. 
First Thessalonians um, 4, verses 3 through 4 says, it is not this one, y'all. I'm reading the wrong scripture. Wait a minute. Oh, no, it's the right scripture. All right, y'all. We back on track. But it says, it is God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality, immorality, that each of you should learn to control your own body in a way that is holy and honorable. So just wanted to throw that in there because some people you're going to say we're making it up, but we're not. We're not. It's all in the book. But question that I wanted to ask you is um, what are some things that you have struggled with personally when it comes to just being young, safe, and pure? Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Ooh. Oh, y'all finna step into a, a chapter of my life. Lord, listen, mine too, sis. <laughs> Who struggles that I've encountered? Wow. I'm gonna I'm gonna just kind of wrap it up in two different things. My top two have always been my thoughts and simple temptation. And mm. you know, they somewhat go hand in hand, but for one, people don't think temptation is real. Like they think that's just some phony. Right, and it's just made up. No, like temptation from the enemy literally will pull you to the edge of the cliff and say it's My safe God. and encourage you to jump. And encourage you to jump. And it's but many times but, we do jump. We jump. My I God. Jump. He did it to Jesus. He, he tempted him on the mountain. <laughs> Tried to dress it up and make it real for you. So so real <laughs> real moment. Real I guess I'll go with my real moment for a second. Obviously, I wasn't always pure either. Um, I lost what most people call my purity at 17 years old. Mm-hmm. And I was out there doing whatever I wanted to do for about three, three, two, three years. So then I got saved in 2017 and I stopped everything cold turkey. Just stopped mm-hmm. because I because it, I was told that was wrong. Right. But a whole six months went by. And then October of that same year, I, I, I slipped up and had sex. Mm-hmm. And I can't even say I slipped up because I, I, temptation was calling me and I was going with it. Yeah. And, yeah. Whew, I had reconnected with this guy that I had known from years prior. And what made it so bad, the, the very first time we connected, I was all for it. I was with it. Like, it was just like my, my whole God radar and and love for Jesus just turned off yeah and it made it so bad to the point where the second time we connected it resulted in a very very bad experience to where I was taken advantage of wow it was that moment where I I I realized even it took a while for me to realize it like years after it happened and it was just like Lord like you love me so much and it's like, I, I, I was so upset at God. And I'm like, God, how dare you allow this to happen? But it mm-hmm. was like, I, I, I saved you. You went back. Right. You decided to go with temptation. You decided to feed into that and entertain that when you knew that's not what I had for you. You right. knew I have greater for you. You knew that's not what I wanted you to do. And so temptation is definitely a, one of the like top struggles, seriously. Um, and so even now, like even getting back in the dating scene, it's, it's rough. I'm not going to lie. It's right. rough and it's hard. Sometimes. I, it is rough out here. Cause look, God has made some great looking young men in the earth. Okay. Yeah. But I always have to go back. It's like, 
I cannot compromise. You know, I've, I've waited all these years now to mm-hmm. not compromise. Like, am I really finna just give up that my streak just for some some piece of do? Like, what? Right. No, absolutely not. After what God has done for me in my in my waiting and in my obedience. Come no. on. Come on. Like, so why, why would I give that up and know, who, like, it'll be me that, that just everything happened to after I slip up again. It'll be, it'll, <laughs> I'll be the one. I'll be the one to get pregnant and have a child of wedlock. I'll be the one to contract something. I'll be the Free. one to be depressed. Like, it, I just know it. And it's just like, because God is like, now you know better. And you like, know you better. You can't play with it no more. You can't play with right. that fire. Like, no, you're going to get burned for real. Like, you really finna get a whooping. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so definitely temptation has been definitely one for me. And secondly, my thoughts. I am an overthinker. My God. Mm. I'm a terrible overthinker and so even like even back when I was young I had a very 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 big imagination and I was exposed to a lot of things young um and so my thoughts sometimes be worse than what I'll do in real life like what I have to do physically and so even if like you know out of my mouth may come I forgive you in my mind, I hate you and I'm ready to shoot you. <laughs> like it's craziness. And we have to yeah. like we have to really guard our minds when it comes to situations like that. Like in my, my everyday life, it doesn't have to just be relationships, you know, friendships. When people do me wrong, you know, yeah, out of my mouth I might say, Yeah, I forgive you. It wasn't that big of a deal. But in my mind, I'm like, Yeah, when they get home, I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna put some nails in their tires and I wow. it's it can be small things like that. So really my thoughts, um, seriously have been it's been a struggle but I know at the end of the day as long as I continue to stay in God and continue to stay in his word and just submit even like all of my thoughts to him I know that you know I'm going to be able to move forward and just press on yeah I I have um a similar story I started at the age of 16 and I I really want to bring this up and I really want to say this because I really feel like it's, it's going to help somebody don't engage in impurity and sexual immorality out of low self-esteem. Oh, goodness! that was my story. I didn't want to do it, but I felt like I had to do it to be liked, to, to be loved. Don't do it out of low self-esteem. And that is why it is so important to get to know God, be in relationship with God. Because when you're in relationship with God, he will start to reveal to you who you are, who he created you to be, your worth. Know your worth, sis. (laughs) And once you know that, see, the enemy knows who really knows who they are. Mm -hmm. And when you really know who you are, it's not too much he can really, he may tempt you with it. But you'll be able to find that way that God has provided for you to escape. So don't ever do it out of low self-esteem. And I feel like that was my struggle. Um, The low self-esteem breeded the sexual immorality. It breeded the impurity. It was the low self-esteem. So really build yourself up. Not just build yourself up in your own strength. Build yourself up in God. It is so important I cannot stress it enough and I always tell myself when I'm in worship and I just remember how God has literally brought me out cleansed me washed me purified me 
refined me, just loved me, and how he waited on me to get it right. Y'all, listen, <laughs> to anybody who is trying to get it right, to anybody who is listen, listening to us, and you're just like, I, I got to get it right. How do I do it? What do I do? Listen, God can cleanse you. God can wash you. You don't ever have to stay there. Right. And that's the beauty. That's the beauty of it all. But that was my struggle. It was low self-esteem. And then once I got into it, then, you know, now it's like a stronghold. I tell people sex is like a drug. Once you start, you're going to keep wanting it. Mm -hmm. So now that's something you have to break. And that's a whole different level. <laughs> a whole nother level. Like, we ain't gonna talk about sexual crackheads. Come on, let's not listen. <laughs> and then the soul ties, they real, Jesus, y'all. They're real. Soul tie. Don't ever let nobody tell you that soul ties are not real. Mm-hmm. I have heard people say, Well, I had sex with this person. I ain't I ain't tied to them. I ain't even thinking about them. But you picked up something from them. So I never you ain't never been angry, but ever since you had sex with that person, now you got anger problems. And it's either going to show up on your wedding night or in your character. Oh, come. Now I'm going to shout. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to show up. It, you think it's good for now? Like, yeah, it might have just been a one night stand for you, but you and little Johnny, what y'all was doing back in 2018, might pop up on your wedding night. Listen, I'm trying to tell you. I don't know if y'all listen to Vicky Logan and uh, her husband's oh, podcast. I love them. Listen, my friend Anaya, shout out to Anaya. I love you. But she put me on to that. And Vicky talked about how she brought impurity into her marriage. Just because you get married doesn't mean that you're just automatically pure. Nope. <laughs> All those things that she was doing before she got married, she brought it into her marriage. She was masturbating and watching porn before she got married. So now instead of going to have sex with her husband, she's going to get it for herself. That impurity followed her into her marriage. Jesus. So you can say, I'm going to do it until I get married. And then I'm going to just have my husband. No, you have to. You're so real. Listen, it amplifies it, y'all. I'm trying to tell you, it amplifies it. I'm not married. Do I want to be one day? Yes, but I know that there are things that I have to deal with because if I if I don't want to deal with it in my marriage, I got to deal with it right now. It's got to be listen right now. It's got to be squashed right now. Do it now. Don't wait, y'all. Don't wait. So, Bree, what would you say to someone who is in a relationship and they're trying to set up those healthy boundaries to keep from falling into impurity and sexual immorality? I'm just gonna keep it real. You just gotta set them. Yeah. Like we make things really like much harder than what they have to be. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna be real. If for me, it was very difficult for me to do to set boundaries in my relationships. Not even just relationships, but my friendships and my family. For in sure. Ministry. It was so hard for me to do that because I was always the happy-go-lucky, go with the flow. Um, you know, you do what. I'll do what you tell me to do type of girl. I was the yes girl. And and my thoughts was, I was such a people pleaser that it was just like, as long as I do everything in my power to make them happy, I'm okay. Even if it costs me my own happiness or even if it makes me compromise. And I had to quit that and tell myself, if there is a line I don't want to cross, one, I need to be vocal about it. And two, 
I need to ensure that my body falls in line with that boundary. Mm. Because a lot of times we try to put these boundaries for other people not to cross them, but then we will justify when we cross them. You have, wow. You dropped a whole bomb. <laughs> Y'all, it got to be real with ourselves because it's like we, we expect everybody else to follow the rules we put in place except for ourselves. Like, why, why is that? So right. I don't, for instance, if I don't want to kiss before marriage, that's something I make known and not just later on down the road, but early on in early. the relationship, like even before it becomes a relationship, those are things that you need to have conversations about, because if that's my deal breaker, then why should I wait to say something? That's not smart. Right. So if that's Speak my boundary, now. I will not even put, I will one, be vocal about it to that person, but two, I will not put myself in compromising situations to where my body is going to want to respond in a certain way. Whether that is like, let's say if I don't want to kiss, I'm not going to be all up in your face with my lips about touching you and <laughs> right. just so happen to be close and just say, oh, our lips just fell together. <laughs> like we make it hard on ourselves because we just won't hold ourselves accountable. I think having an accountability partner and mentors are great. That's fantastic. I'm all for it. Like, don't get me wrong. But we have to have some sort of self-accountability within us so right. that we don't compromise with our own boundaries that we set. Just be real. Like, set them. Just do for it. For sure. For sure. I, wow. You dropped a bomb. <laughs> wow. Wow. I, I'm thinking about boundaries now. And just how no one can set those boundaries for you. And you always have to be considerate of the person that you're also in a relationship with. What may not be triggering to you may be triggering to him. What may not be triggering to you may be triggering to her. Um, so just being open, like you said, and having those conversations early on. Don't, you know, don't touch my knee. You know, you <laughs> right. might do Come something. Come on. For you got to be real about those things and not think, oh, well, that's petty. I'm not going to say nothing. If right. it trigger you, if it make you want to do something, be vocal. Say, hey, I would appreciate it if you not touch my knee because my knee that it do something. Don't do that. Right. That's and then so stick to what you said. Be consistent. Stick to what you said. Because Everybody's the one moment you're not consistent, they're gonna jump in. They gonna jump. it will jump in when you leave space. The enemy he he comes in. So <laughs> know your limits, know yeah. your boundaries, and be vocal about it. No one can tell you what your boundaries are. You have to know that, and you have to be vocal about it, and you have to be consistent and also considerate to the other person's boundaries. Absolutely. And I think this is why when we're talking about from a relationships aspect, we have to realize that relationships are not for kids. They're clearly for adults. Because if we're not willing to have these adult conversations like, okay, what triggers you? You know, like you just said, if we're not able to have those conversations, why sit here and <laughs> make ourselves miserable trying to be in a relationship that we really don't have the capacity for? Wow. or the patience for, or really the accountability, self-accountability for. Wow. This relationships are for adults, people <laughs> who are able to be vocal, communicate effectively, not just communicate, but communicate effectively, and just be real. It's, we yeah. don't have time for games, or we shouldn't have time for games. Men must make time for games, but I don't. Come on. 
Come on. Listen, this next question, y'all, this is a question from from Bree herself, y'all. <laughs> and I first I got to figure out what she mean by this question. I don't even understand the question, but it just sounds so good that I just we got to talk about it. <laughs> so, do Christians bring too much of church to the dating scene? Bree, this one is all on you. Elaborate. <laughs> so, I, I'm going to be real. Go ahead. Um, I really feel that a lot of times as Christians, we try to squeeze every part of our life just into, I'm going to say religion per se, into church. And it's like, if you don't fit in this picture of church, in this, this look, this sound, this whatever of church per se, um, we're just not going to do that. Mm -hmm. And so my question more so was. Do we do you feel that as believers, do we bring too much of the mm, how do I say this? <sighs> too much of the church lingo for one. Okay. The church lingo, the religious uh mindsets, and uh I can't find the words I'm looking for. Jesus <laughs> help me. <laughs> But yeah, it's just I, I, so I'm gonna talk from my perspective. Okay. One one thing I just while I love God, oh my goodness, I love me some Jesus. Come on. And I love God's people. I love ministry. I love doing things for the Lord. I just can't do churchy relationships. I mm. can't. Well, all uh. the time we're we're just talking about church, and that's the only thing that we can connect on. My mm-hmm. biggest problem with that is. You will connect with someone from church because of church and with church. But then it's like outside of that, do y'all even enjoy the same things? Sure. Can you have a regular conversation? I love the fact that we can study Bible. I love the fact that we can pray and talk to Jesus all day. That should be the foundation of every relationship and every connection. But what else do we have in common? Like, yes, I can quote love you because God tells me to in his word. But do I even like you? That's my question. Oh, Brie. Wow. I'm finished out. <laughs> like, we, can we watch movies wow. together and enjoy them? Like, are my pet peeves going to drive you nuts? And are your habits going to make Literally. me insane? Like, do you even want to be married? Because some people in the church don't want to be married. Don't want to be. Look, some of the, listen, I'm trying to tell you. They don't. They want to be the single most, and living their best life and being itinerant preachers. Some of the most, the some of the most strategic players, they live <laughs> in the church. Listen, but Bree, I am 100% with you. I remember, I feel like we had this conversation on Millennials Talk. And I was saying how it was a few, a, a couple of guys who were trying to talk to me or whatever and they would just say you know you just make me want to be a better like a better christian you make me want to be closer to god like that's what i like about you you make me want to be closer to god you make me want to pray more you make me want to fast like you just you want you make me want to be closer to god every time i would ask them what is it that you like or whatever that's what they'll say and i'm like do you even like me though like (laughs) right right and first of all how am i making you want to be close to god you should want to do that on your own first (laughs) before you even step to me but anyway that's a whole nother story but do you even like me do we have fun when we hang out together do we have anything in common do you like anything about me other than i can pray right (laughs) and sometimes you're right we make it too deep 
because you'll be you'll be connecting with somebody because they fit you spiritually they they have the look they look good for you on paper but y'all don't even like each other and now y'all miserable see the problem is i feel like a lot of a lot of church guys and i hope they correct me if i'm wrong a lot of church guys they want a first lady but they don't want a wife ah and it's like you want someone that can but it's I saw a post the other day, y'all, and it was like <laughs> I'm gonna make you my first lady. She said you, you can't, can't even preach. preach. <laughs> you can't even preach. <laughs> but anyway, beside that, it's like we 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 look for the wrong things and I think we we don't realize that marriage is is a covenant, it's a commitment, and it's more than just being able to go to church together. Like, it's so much more than that. And everybody wants, they want arm candy. They don't want someone that they have to commit to and submit right. to and, and die to. You know, like, all this stuff, like, we forget that marriage truly is about. Uh, and it's like, we do it for the sake of an image or, you know, just to say we are married or we're together, whatever. And I just, I can't do the churchy relationships like <laughs> When you base everything on church and I'm saying yeah. religion, you leave out all the other things that are important that can really help your connection in the long run. Like, don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. When it comes to me, the first things first, do you know God and do he know you? Do he know you? <laughs> That's first things first. Like, I'm not, I can't just date nobody that be like, oh, you know, I, I pray every now and then. I know how to pray. I can get on my knees, you know. I, I can go, I'll go to church with you. No, like, do you have a relationship, a working relationship with God by yourself and not needing me to spoon feed you? Because how you going to lead me? How you going to lead me? How you going to lead me? Wow. That I just, it was just a question came to mind. And I, I believe Elder Mark Moore, he has a, um, a, a lesson on it or two. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't I think it's called millennial dating on YouTube. You should definitely look it up. And he was talking about this and how he was like, you know, when we only connect on a church level, we when we do that, we're basing a relationship off of a connection that we only have two to three times out the week. <laughs> like we, we go to church on we, we have church on Sunday, Bible study on Wednesday, we might have a practice on Thursday or Friday. Why are we trying to build a relationship just because we have a connection three days out the week? Listen, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this and I'm going to leave it alone. <laughs> he make him preach. He make him pray. She make him preach. She make him pray. She make him read the scriptures. She make him do all this. But we have to look at the simple things because like you said, sometimes we make it too deep. Does this person open the door for you? Come on. Are they nice to you? chivalry do they speak highly of you do they love their families do they treat their family well simple things that we kind of miss do they pay their bills on time like it's just simple things that we kind of miss because it's just like oh well they can preach they can pray we we need to be together right that's so good but you know I'm going to leave that where it is. Y'all Y'all think about that. Y'all meditate on that one. <laughs> um, another question. Do you? Now, I I personally do. It says, do um, do you feel like what you wear is a symbol of um, your purity? And I, you know, I, you know, I'm all here for a nice snug dress. You know, I'm, I'm here for it. 
But I also have to watch myself and how I present myself. Mm -hmm. Some things are just not appropriate. And that's not saying that you can't be cute because we we love a woman of God who's cute. Right? We love a cute woman of God. But there's just some things I feel like, um, you know, just shouldn't do. But, you know, I I have to watch myself. Because sometimes... There are some things that I feel like I'm okay with wearing that some people are like, I don't, I, I would never wear that. And right. I wear it. Um, but I think it also boils down to your relationship with God and your own conviction also. Yes. yes. I think that's really the gist of it. All. It goes back to conviction. Um, I, I really don't like talking about clothing and what people wear because it, it can get so touchy for many it people. Can. Um, and many people can feel offended, you know, yes. but I feel that there are, you know, some groups of people who were raised certain ways, you know, and it's nothing, to, nothing against them. That's just the way they were raised that they believe, you know, this is, this is dressing pure. This is dressing modest. This is dressing appropriate. And there's some others that are like, no, that's just doing the most and we can wear whatever we want to wear. But I, right. I do feel like to an extent that what you wear definitely symbolizes your purity because it's, it's. When you know who you are, there are some things you just won't put on display, aka your flesh. Right. Um, and I, people don't like to hear that because it's like, oh, well, you're saying I, I'm insecure about myself, and I'm not. And it's like, how many times uh, when you say that, you are. Right. <laughs> if you said and it. Holler. And so it's like, you know, I truly feel that when you come in a relationship with God and that you have that desire to be pure, he will dress you from the inside out. And yeah. things that you maybe used to wear, you'll look at yourself and say, "Okay, I don't, I don't think I need to wear this." Anymore. Right? You know, there are many things like, of course, for me, I was in college, and you know, them college days, you wear whatever you want to wear, whatever you want. Goodness, like you had to have an outfit for every occasion, every event, every little party, everything. But yeah. then, when I got saved and truly had a desire, like a real desire to be saved, a real desire to do things God's way. You know, there are many outfits I put up. I was like, oh, that's a little short. Like, goodness, if I bend over, I'm, they might see everything underneath. Like, right. I, I got to get rid of this. And it's just some things, but God will teach you how to dress. Like, when you truly, truly will have a desire to be pure, he will teach you how to dress. And right. it won't even be a question for you anymore. Yeah. You and know. most of the time, like you said, no one will even have to tell you. You will look at yourself and you will say, I'm not comfortable in this. Right. And you will go change. And then outside of even being pure, when I'm getting ready for, ch- especially for church, I ask, this is the questions that I ask myself. Y'all, they're very practical. Y'all may laugh, <laughs> but this is what it is. Can I shout in this? Right. And nothing comes out. Nothing slips up. Can I shout in this? Can I kneel down on my knees? And nothing is shown. Can I? Can I do that? Now, that's why most of the time to my ANC family, y'all usually see me in jeans and a nice top because I I like to be comfortable so I can just give God my best. <laughs> but, you know, y'all know how we do. Y'all know how we do over there at All Notions Church in Fairfield. It goes down, okay? So I have to be ready. I have to be also ready at all times. So for me, it's usually a nice jean and a nice blouse. And I'm, I'm, I'm giving God my best, but ask yourself those questions. If I wear this dress, is some going, you know, 
And I think we also my butt have to be honest, be honest with ourselves and be and be considerate of others. Like, yeah, we shouldn't dress for other people, but honestly, sometimes what we wear can be triggering for some folks. Now, some folks, you need to get your life together. You know, I, I can't yeah. speak for everybody, but <laughs> you know, if I wear if I wear this V cut T shirt to church, and all the men can see what the good Lord gave me on my chest. How how does that make them look at me for one? And how does that, how does that represent God in any way? Right. You know, because they're not going to be looking at your mouth, honey. They're going to be looking at your chest. And so it's just, it's small things. And it's like, we, we, people, they, they hate to talk about that because it's like, oh, well, you're being controlling or you're you're trying to keep me from where I want to wear. No, it's, it's respect. And it shows that, you know, you have no consideration for other people as well. I'm not asking you to put on the turtleneck up to your, you know, all the way over Nobody's your asking you But just it. cover up a little bit more, sweetheart. Right. Like, have some respect for yourself and for other people. Right. For sure. Like, literally, I'm thinking about everything that you're saying. It's just like, sometimes it is an insecurity within, you know, yourself. You feel like you have to show every dent, every dimple, every, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, sometimes it's well let me put this on so I can look good so people can think you know this that and the third so it's really just self-examination your own conviction your own relationship with God um you know and what God allows you to do you know there's some things that I wear that I'm sure some people would say I can't believe she's even wearing that but yep I'm cool with it I'm not convicted about it, but there's just certain lines that I'm not willing to cross since I have grown. I had to grow here. Right. Grow, grown in my relationship um, Mm -hmm. with Christ. I kind of want to wrap this up with just asking, what would you say to young people out there who are just trying to be pure? They're trying to figure this thing out. What would you say to that young woman or to that young man? Um, I've got a couple things that I definitely will. I'll say number one, um, share your story. Um, There are a million of other young people and even older people that can truly get something from your experience and your journey on being and living pure. Like, don't just think because you're 25 or because you're 15 that a 54 year old can't understand or won't listen to you because like for me, I'm blessed to know someone who's actually in her late sixties. She's single. She's saved. She keeps me grounded and I keep her fresh. Okay. They don't always understand everything that's going on in today's society and they can help us. They, They help me. She helps me. I'm sorry. She helps me understand like really like the foundation, the principal things, the things that really matter. Um, because I I think our generation, we kind of lost sight of a lot of the things that actually matter. Um, so we can definitely help one another and pour into each other Two, I would say free yourself from shame when it comes to purity. Like I walked around with this shame on my shoulders for so long because of those few years that I was not being pure, that I was not watching what I say, watching what I thought, watching what I put into myself. And it was so difficult move on in life and to embrace God's best for me because I was walking around with so much shame and yeah. it's not just from the sexual immorality but it's shame from things in my childhood shame from certain friendships shame from everything so free yourself from that because honestly 
until you free yourself from that shame, you're not going to be able to share your story, to be honest. You for know, sure. It's going to be a rough patch for you. Um, also, stop listening to your friends that don't want to be pure. Come on. Stop wait a listening minute. to them. Stop it. Like, you are making yourself miserable because you're, like, playing this tug of war with what you what you want and what God wants. And it's like, at the end of the day, what God's want, what God wants is best for you. So for stop sure. trying to get what you want <laughs> and get what God wants for you because it's, it's going to be amazing. Like, when you truly walk in purity, there are so many things that God will really show you about yourself and even about others and things that you will realize that are important are truly important for you to know uh, just in your walk um but yeah stop listening to those friends who don't want to be pure i know when i told someone that i was gonna i was gonna be abstinent i was not gonna be having sex until marriage they was like well good luck to you i'm gonna still be over here doing what i do i'm like all right congratulations all right, uh-huh <laughs> how's that going for you yeah like seriously, like we we think that like it's it ain't nothing. Like it's just it's just having sex, or it's just watching porn, or it's just masturbating, or it's just talking about somebody or thinking these thoughts about someone behind their back. Like no, it's so much more than that. That begins to feed you and build your your flesh up. Um. So yeah, stop listening to those people. Um. Another thing, realize that it's not just about physical, but it's also the mental. Um, the thoughts you think can be 500 times worse than the physical act of anything you do. Let's be honest. You might have not have done it, but you show thunk it. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, like, just, just make sure that, you know, when you're talking about purity, don't just focus on not doing something, but also not thinking that way. Begin to shift your mindset and begin to feed yourself things that will, not feed that type of mindset or that type type of thought process that but it will feed you things that are God's will and that are pure yeah. things that God would want for you to have on your mind. Um and the last thing I guess is just for my fellas. Um lead, lead well. Come like, on. I'm not too shout, <laughs> bro. Uh, like don't don't try to justify your flesh like you're, you men you're supposed to be leading the women. Um, and I know for me, I, I want a man that can lead well. And it's like, if you're not waiting, how can I trust you to lead me while I'm waiting? Um, how can we wait well together? Like, no, um, there's this false idea that there are no guys that want to be pure just because of what society says men want. Um, but there are, I truly believe there are men out there that want to be pure, that want to do things God's way, relationship-wise, uh, you know, just their life-wise. Um, but yeah, guys, lead. Be be the man. Like, sure. <laughs> just be the man that you're supposed to be. Not the man that you think you're supposed to be. Not the man that people want you to be. But be the man that your future wife needs you to be. And of course, be the man that God made you to be. So. Those yeah. are just about a couple tips. Lord, it was a lot of them. <laughs> it was a lot of them. Listen, I was listening. I'm listening. I'm like, this is so good. I'm over here writing stuff down. <laughs> listen, but um, to your point about waiting and um, just how important it is, I meant to throw this in there when we were talking about boundaries and relationships. I feel like when you are in a relationship, because people will say, oh, well, we're going to be together for the rest of our life. So, you know, we technically already married without the marriage. And it, that's a whole nother conversation in itself. If you're not mm-hmm. married, you're not married. We still got to obey the law and land. Period. It, that's a whole nother thing. But 
I want to say this. God honors you waiting together. Yes. God honors that. That Do you know how how much strength it takes to do that? Come on. So God honors that. And I truly believe that he will bless you from doing that. Another point that I want to make is that when you wait together, you're working patience in you. Mm-hmm. Going back to that scripture where it talks about um, being able to control your own body. It says that each of you should learn to control your own body in a way that is holy and honorable. Self-control and patience are both things that you are going to need in marriage. So while you are together in that waiting season, in that relationship, engaged or whatever, God is honoring it. And God always tells us to do things for a reason. He's so detailed. I feel like it's many reasons why he tells us to wait. But I truly believe that this is one of them. As you're waiting and you're working patience and you're learning to control your own body, you're learning self-control for your marriage. You're learning how to tell your flesh no when you want to go off on your spouse. You're learning (laughs) how to tell your flesh no when you want to look the other way, look at this man, look at that woman. You're learning how to tell your flesh no when your wife want to go do this, but you really want to go do that. And now y'all arguing. That is teaching you how to control yourself. It's teaching you patience. It's teaching you how to control your own body. So honor that. Honor that season. Honor each season. Honor the relationship. Honor the engagement. Honor the marriage. If it starts with honor, you can continue throughout the whole thing with honor. That's my point with that. But um, also wanted to um, point out this scripture um in first corinthians verse 9 through 11 it says or do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of god do not be deceived neither the sexually immoral nor adulterers nor adulterers nor men who have sex with men nor thieves nor greedies nor greedy nor drunkards nor slanders nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of god and that is what some of you were Listen, y'all, listen to this. And that is what some of you were. (laughs) But you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the spirit of our God. Thank you. Like Bree said, do not be bound to shame. God is almighty. He is all powerful. Only he has the power to wash you, sanctify you, and cleanse you. And he will do that. Pray for it. Ask for it. This is a whole nother conversation, but be in church, get baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Spirit. That's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> but start somewhere. Start with opening your mouth and saying, Lord Jesus, wash me, sanctify me, cleanse me, purify me, refine me. And he will do it. You don't have to stay there. You never have to stay stuck there. Do not be bound to shame. Do not be bound to guilt. Because when you're bound to those things, the enemy will keep you bound. And to that point, I want to say, open up your mouth, find someone you trust. That could be um, a friend who is spiritually sound. That could be a minister. That could be your pastor. Um, That could be a mentor. That could be an accountability partner. Just open up your mouth and talk about it. Um, There's freedom. In our testimonies, there's freedom in opening up your mouth because when you keep your mouth closed, the enemy will try to convince you that you're the only one going through it. You're the only one. No one can help you. You're going through this alone. Find somebody you trust. Get advice. Get wisdom. Open up. Say what you have to say. Um, we overcome by the blood of the lamb 
and by the word of our testimony. And you will be surprised how many people can help you just with their testimony. So open up your mouth, get in community, surround yourself with like-minded people, people who also want to be pure, people who also want to wait. This is important. I truly believe birds of a feather flock together. Yes. Like Kiara said on her Instagram, you don't see eagles flying with pigeons. <laughs> so listen, get from around them pigeons, get you get around some eagles, all right? Because that'll rub off on you. What you surround yourself with, it will. Bad company corrupts good character. So remember that. And the last point I want to make is read the story of the woman with the alabaster box if you are somebody who's trying to overcome shame. That is actually the story that brought me back to Christ two years ago, two, almost three, maybe three years ago. That is the story that brought me back to Christ. The story of the woman with the alabaster box. Look it up. Wonderful story. Brings me to tears. Then after you read it, go listen to the song by CC Wine and it'll just seal the whole deal. But (laughs) that's what I want to say. I want to take a moment to just pray for people who are dealing with this, people who are in relationships, people who are single, people who, just everybody. So Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for meeting us here. We thank you for always showing up for us. And Lord, we say in this moment, all of us unified together, we say, Lord, cleanse us, Lord God, cleanse us afresh. Wash us, sanctify us, purify us. We want to smell good in your presence, Lord Jesus. We want to raise sweet incense to you, Lord Jesus. Help us, Lord God, to not be bound to shame, to not be bound to the things that were holding us in bondage. We rebuke the spirit of fornication. We rebuke the spirit of adultery. We rebuke masturbation. We rebuke every sexual immoral thing in the name of Jesus, but we shall be pure. We shall be holy. We shall be holy simply because you are holy. Lord, people who are not even receptive to this message, send your angels to minister to them at night, Lord Jesus. Help them often their hearts to you, Lord Jesus. Help them to open their ears to you. Lord, give them the desire, Lord Jesus, to want to do what pleases you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we should present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable in your sight. This is our reasonable service. It is the least that we can do, Lord Jesus. Lord, we ask that you renew our minds daily, Lord Jesus. Renew our minds and weed out everything that is not like you. Guard our minds. Guard our eye gates. Guard our ear gates. Guard our mouths guard our conversations Lord Jesus even when we start to have conversations that are not pleasing to you Lord Jesus help us to cut it off in the name of Jesus Lord, we ask that you protect our hearts. Your word says above all else to guard our hearts. Lord, we thank you for the hedge of protection that you're putting around our hearts. And Lord, we thank you for every no. Some people are so disappointed that the guy told them no, that the girl told them no. But Lord, we thank you for what you saved us from. We thank you for every parameter. We thank you for every barrier. We thank you for every boundary that you set up. And Lord, we ask that you continue to set those boundaries for us when we are not wise enough to set them ourselves lord give us the strength lord god to ask for wisdom lord jesus lord your word says that if we ask for it and we believe it you will freely give it to us so give us the desire to ask for wisdom give us the desire to hunger and thirst after righteousness for your word says that they who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled it is promised to us so refill us on tonight lord jesus for some people it's the first filling lord fill them with your holy spirit in the name of jesus 
Jesus, we want to be filled with you. Lord, help us to realize that you are soon to come and we can't play with it anymore, Lord Jesus. Lord, give us the spirit to revive the standard of holiness. Lord, revive the standard of holiness in the world. Help us not to compromise. And Lord, your word says that the righteous are as bold as a lion. Help us to be bold when it comes to your word. When the enemy tries to go tries to put something on our tongues and tell us not to speak lord we ask that you open up our mouth open up our mouths lord god and allow us to speak what thus saith the lord regardless if people like it regardless of people people receive help us to shake the dust off of our feet and keep on going and keep on preaching and keep on teaching and keep on believing that your word is true lord i am believing you to revive the standard of holiness in your sons and daughters lord help us to not compromise lord jesus help us to be who you called us to be to walk fully in purpose to walk fully in purity lord jesus i pray for everyone who is young and in a relationship and who is struggling to be pure lord help them to set those boundaries help you to be the center of the relationship lord jesus help them to honor the waiting season help them to honor you in their purity lord jesus help them to honor you while you're working patience in them while you're teaching them self-control help them to honor you in that season and help us who are waiting, Lord Jesus, for our spouses to come. Lord Jesus, help us to learn and take in what you're trying to teach us in this season. Help us to be patient. Help us to not be complainers. Help us to not mumble and complain, but help us to be thankful and grateful for everything that you have already done for us. Thankful took us out of the muck and the murray clay thankful that you picked us up thankful that you chased down the one lord help us to be thankful for everything that you have done in everything help us to give thanks lord we thank you we glorify you you. we bind up any backlash any attack of the enemy in the name of jesus i annihilate any plan of satan in the name of jesus i demolish it prosper no weapon formed against us shall prosper we are walking in a new season god you are doing a new thing now it shall spring forth you're making rivers in the desert you're making ways in the wilderness and we shall be aware of it we shall be aware of it no one is going to be left behind in this season but we are getting in alignment we are reviving the standard of holiness we're no longer compromising but we are doing your will and we're not only just speaking your word but we are being doers of your word help us to be real help us to be genuine help our intentions to be pure and lord i just want to say let you get the glory out of my life let you get the glory out of our lives lord let us not be prideful let us not be arrogant but lord let you get the glory even out of our purity even out out of our relationships out of our marriages Lord, let you get the glory out of everything. Yes. And Lord, I thank you for it. Thank you. I glorify you for it. And I seal this prayer in the name of Jesus. Yes. Amen. And thank Amen. Bree, thank you so much. <sighs> thank you so much for doing this. Y'all, Jabari almost had me in the floor with this prayer. <laughs> I was trying not to do too much. I said, Lord, they can't hear me cut up on the podcast. <laughs> Girl, God really be showing out. Like, listen, God come down and he do what he got to do. And we just give him all the glory for it. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Thank you, Lord, for coming and and sitting with us 
and supping with us tonight. Lord, we just want to thank you. I feel like someone is really going to be changed by what we did tonight. Just speaking out, being transparent, being honest, and speaking the word of God and not allowing our mouths to be muffled (laughs) because we're afraid of what people are going to say. Um, Y'all, I'm just, I'm so lit right now. I'm going to have to get off because I... (laughs) (laughs) I'm finna go in this closet, my God. <laughs> y'all, Bree the truth, y'all. Um, but I'm so excited, Bree. We have to do this again one day. Absolutely. Anytime. Thank you so much for coming. Until next time, I love you guys. I'm praying for you, and I will see you next week. Bye.